Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. This is Michael Krasny. Two months into an unrelenting pandemic, essential workers are suffering from the stress, burnout, and sadness of being on the front line. To help them cope, the Frontline Workers Counseling Project, based in the Bay Area and founded by two local therapists, is offering free mental health services to essential workers. We'll hear how the organization is filling a need that is especially acute during this lead-up to the holidays. Then at 9.30, former San Francisco Chronicle and Santa Rosa Press Democrat sports columnist Lowell Cohen joins us to talk about the current state of Bay Area sports and his new memoir, Gloves Off, 40 Years of Unfiltered Sports Writing. That's all next, after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Yesterday on Forum, we heard from a group of health professionals who shared their struggles with being on the front line of the pandemic. And today we're going to find out about a program designed to help essential workers cope with anxiety, depression, and more. Founded at the start of the pandemic, the Frontline Workers Counseling Project offers free mental health counseling to everyone from doctors and nurses to firefighters and postal delivery workers. And joining me now are two mental health professionals from the project. Dr. Elizabeth Rawson is co-founder of Frontline Workers Counseling Project, a psychiatrist in private practice, and welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you, and good morning. And we'll also say good morning to Dr. Ania Wurtz, who is Administrative Director of the Frontline Workers Counseling Project. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have both of you with us. And Dr. Rawson, let me begin with you. Let me just say by way of introduction also that when we're talking about free mental health counseling to all frontline and essential workers in the Bay Area and nearby counties, this includes delivery and postal workers. It includes child care providers, educators, poll workers, workers in homeless and domestic violence shelters, as well as doctors, nurses, and firefighters. It's a, it's a broad, uh, shall we say, um, well, umbrella that you have here that people come under, and all these people are clearly in need. Let's talk about the origins of this project, though, first, before we go into it in some depth. Um, it started out uh, just a few therapists trying to help, didn't it? That's right. Uh, My co-founder, Michael Levin, and I realized that there were therapists in private practice who would like to donate hours to frontline and essential workers. And as mental health professionals, back in March, we were already very, very concerned about the impact on all frontline and essential workers um, in terms of the stress that they were facing and really the potential for significant trauma. And so we 
uh, put together an organization and a website that allows therapists to connect with those workers as easily as possible for the workers' sake. Well, kudos to you for getting this underway and getting it in operation. I understand now you have, well, a few hundred therapists, don't you? That's right. We've had over 500 therapists volunteer over the last several months. And at this point, not all of them, of course, are listed on the website. Some of them have filled their pro bono hours. Um, but we have over 100 now listed on the website as well as some free support groups being offered. And Dr. Wirtz, these are people who normally, well, up until the pandemic, at least, were meeting patients face to face. Now, all this is done pro bono. And we're talking about people who in some instances are charging or we're charging a couple hundred dollars an hour meeting people online for the most part and meeting people virtually. Uh, yes, that's right. I think um, all, almost all mental health professionals now have moved online. There are some actually essential workers who work for the county who are still seeing people in person. Um, but yes, these are practitioners in private practice at all levels who are um, giving some of their time completely for free. About a thousand free clinical hours a week, as I read. Hmm? Is, that, uh, yes. is that about the figure that we're dealing with here in terms of free yes. therapy? Yeah. Well, talk about what, what kind of uh, things that you've encountered. People, when they come to you, they don't necessarily all come to you out of anxiety where COVID is concerned, or for that matter, uh, what they're experiencing in the way of seeing the toll that COVID's taking. This is also just a general toll on people's lives, their marriages, their private lives, uh, their kids, and so forth, right? Go I'm ahead, sorry. Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, so well before the pandemic, frontline and essential workers were under great stress already, whether due to the nature of their jobs or for other reasons. And uh, the pandemic has just uh, compound, compounded pre-existing problems and brought new problems. Uh, unfortunately, this is a time of both trauma and isolation. Our lives have been disrupted. The world is obviously a very scary place. And compounding all of this, so many of us have, have been so isolated. And we know that trauma is managed and healed through connection with other human beings. And that connection has been much harder to form and keep during this time, uh, whether the individual, the worker is primarily seeking help for what seems like it's related to COVID or something that may seem like it's not related to COVID, but actually is an, is an issue that's been compounded by the stress and trauma of the pandemic. And Dr. Rossen, uh, there, there is just, uh, I think it's perhaps uh, apt to phrase it this way, just a whole panoply of emotions that you're dealing with here on a constant basis. That is the therapists who uh, have offered their services here. I mean, depression and anxiety and anger and sadness and confusion, grief, loss, uh, frustration, you name it, huh? That's absolutely right. We're seeing a whole range of responses and in truth, uh, when an individual is undergoing trauma or uh, in a potentially traumatic situation, there can be a whole range of responses. And it's very important for the mental health care professionals who are working with them to recognize that and for the systems of care, including organizations like ours to recognize that as well. And we keep a focus on that, um, welcoming workers who are struggling with all sorts of kinds of symptoms and issues and uh, also workers who uh, have maybe struggled with a lot of stigma and shame about accessing care previously. 
We know that many frontline workers, particularly frontline healthcare workers and first responders may feel shame about reaching out. Um, they may also feel, tend to feel that their problems aren't big enough to reach out. And our message to these workers to, is to please not hesitate to reach out because connecting with a trained therapist right now uh, could be really life-changing. It helps to minimize suffering now. It also helps to disrupt the process of developing PTSD or other problems later on. Um, so whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're feeling, we see you and we want to help. And Dr. Wirtz, uh, you're providing therapy. Maybe you can speak to what you're hearing. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's important for us to remember, and, and this is one of the goals of the Frontline Workers Counseling Project, is that um, <clears throat> we all see on television um, doctors and nurses in the ICU who are overwhelmed, who are, you know, dealing with really sick patients, but there's all kinds of issues and all kinds of workers. You have workers, um, in fact, 52% of low-wage workers in California are considered essential workers. So you have people that are ironically both worried about having extra shifts and worried about losing their job. Um, you have people who might not want to come to work, but come to work infected because they're afraid of losing their jobs. You have people who are really worried about being a team leader and being responsible not only for themselves, but responsible for all the people that they're working for. And they have all the stressors we have. Um, they want to take their kids out and the playgrounds are closed, or their teenager is very mopey <laughs> um, and unhappy about having to stay home. So um, as, as Elizabeth said, it, it really runs the gamut. I mean, this is a huge portion of our population that is taking on an extra burden to, to keep the rest of us safe. And we think it's really important to honor that. And we're talking with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Rawson and Dr. Anya Wirtz, uh, who are both with the Frontline Workers Counseling Project. Let me give out the number. If you're an essential worker, how has the pandemic affected your mental health? You can give us a call now and we welcome your calls. Toll-free number to call is 866-733-6786. That number again, 866-733-6786. You can join us now, and you can also join us by getting in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or emailing any questions you might have or comments you might have to forum at kqed.org. And uh, Dr. Russin, we're expecting these effects for a pretty long time to come, aren't we? Traumatic effects that we've been talking about here? Yes, we know that uh, the consequences of trauma can last for years and we also, or decades actually, and we also know that the um, full experience of those consequences also develops over time. And so, for example, PTSD, um, that those symptoms develop over time, oftentimes those symptoms can uh, come to the fore uh, at quite a delay, actually. There's a way in which um, people who are in the thick of a traumatizing situation um, may actually not experience some of the emotional consequences right away, uh, but perhaps in a bit of a delayed fashion um, experience those symptoms. And so another focus of ours is, although we started as a rapid response um, organization to the mental health crisis, we 
really are focused on becoming a sustainable organization and we're well on our way to do that so we can be around for years to come as well. Let me bring a caller on here. Emily joins us and Emily, welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi. Hi. I wanted to just um, share that I am a physician. I work in, in Santa Rosa, California. I'm a, I work at the respiratory clinic here treating COVID patients. And I'm also a life coach and a life coach for physicians specifically. And since the pandemic started, I've definitely seen um, in our community, at least, an increase in anxiety and depression symptoms among our providers. And um, and the coaching that I provide has been really important and I've, I've been really seeing great benefit, but I wanted to bring up that the pandemic has seemed to increase the anxiety and depression symptoms among, among, our, um, among our physicians. Yeah, well, thank you for that, Emily. And I think that uh, seems to be pretty well documented at this point. Uh, it's not only, uh, well, post-traumatic uh, stress and those kinds of symptoms, but just general feelings of overwhelming, burdensome anxiety and, and depression. Uh, Unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with. And kudos to those of you in this organization, Frontline Workers Counseling Project, for doing what you're doing. In fact, uh, the medical workers, as we said, we focused on them in a forum program. And uh, I noticed that Time Magazine chose them as person of the year. They used to choose man of the year and then person of the year. And the medical workers uh, got that highlight this year and that award. Uh, Pam Houston, who is a professor at the university, at, at uh, UC Davis, uh, let me just read something that Pam Houston posted earlier today. She said, please take a moment today to think of them. That is the medical workers, and we'll include all of those on the front lines here. Try to imagine how angry they are, how underappreciated, how hurt that so many don't even think about the year they have had. Imagine that dedication, their fortitude, how it must have been uh, to see patient after patient dying or to risk their lives every day to keep going on. You think you're tired of this? Imagine how they feel. And then Put your mask on for the love of God. Again, feel free to join us. We'd like to hear from those of you who are working uh, in this area of free mental excuse me, working in this area of essential workers. Or uh, if you're on the front lines, let us know. Let us know what you're going through. How's the pandemic affected you? Please feel free to join us. 866-733-6786. I'm Michael Krasny. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Lots of people under stress in this pandemic, uh, frontline workers and certainly teachers and well, postal workers. You just go through the whole list that we've been talking about here. And uh, self-care is not always the easiest answer. Sometimes uh, people need assistance. They need to be buoyed up. They need to just get it off their chest or wherever uh, it's affecting them. And this is a service now that we're talking about, Frontline Workers Counseling Project, that actually involves therapy, pro bono therapy, uh, for those of you who are in need. Uh, too many take it home with them and too many really see too much that's out there. We're talking about this free mental health care for essential workers with Dr. Elizabeth Rawson and Dr. Anya Wirtz from the Frontline Workers Counseling Project. And if you are an essential worker, 
and the pandemic has affected your mental health, please feel free to join us and let us know what you're going through and let us know what you're facing and challenging. And uh, you can give us a call now. 866-733-6786 is the number to call or email us forum at kqed.org or join us on Twitter and Facebook. Again, we're at KQED uh, at the KQED forum. I want to go back to um, something that we just touched on a moment ago, if I can, with you, Dr. Rawson, and that is um, how people really get help. Uh, I mean, we can talk about other resources as well, but just what the process allows for. Uh, I know that uh, there was an organization called Spectrum, which actually gave free and pro bono therapy a number of years ago, and they really helped a lot of people, as I know you're helping a lot of people, people who are severely burdened by this pandemic. But talk about just how the process of what we would call catharsis or letting out their problems and having the skill of a licensed therapist to help them through those problems actually aids. That's a a wonderful question and also a complex one because uh, each process that an individual goes through in therapy with their therapist is very unique and individual, but we know that, um, First of all, just having a, a trained person, as you said, to, to listen, to be with your experience already is extremely helpful. Um, we are, as humans, we are creatures who need connection. Um, I appreciate your mention of how self-care um, often isn't enough. It's really true that um healing, robust healing happens in relationships. And so simply having um, a trained ear, uh, a trained person with you on the journey can be, can provide a great deal of relief. And we hear that from workers who've accessed treatment through the project that even a few sessions can be so helpful for that reason to break through the isolation. And then um, for those who continue in therapy, there is a process of actually uh, perhaps processing your experience and your feelings about what has happened that can lead in a direction of healing rather than worsening symptoms, perhaps um, uh, difficulties with uh, guilt and shame at times uh, around what may have happened, which is what can, uh, part of what can really drive the development of depression and anxiety. Um, and help help pull together and really digest the experience. I wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to correct something I said mm-hmm. before that um, there was free pro bono therapy given a while ago by the Spectrum Institute. I meant the Access Institutes. They gave a Spectrum Award to me, and I had it confused in my mind. That was about a decade ago, so I wanted to make that clear. Um, let me bring a caller on here. Kate joins us from up in Inverness. Kate, you're on the air. Welcome. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm a mental health therapist here in the Bay Area, and I have just seen a huge uptick in both anxiety and depression in the pediatric community. So especially ages 10 through 12, I'm noticing as they're coming through that part of development where they're more aware of reality, they're facing these huge, huge kind of insurmountable realities. And it's been really wonderful to connect with them and kind of guide them through that. Though it's also been hard because the realities are objectively so challenging. Um, And then also just to comment, 
you know, during this time, I live alone and I've lost my pet. And, you know, I'm a mental health therapist. So needing to be very strong for my clients. And actually, it's helped me hugely to be helping others. And I've also been getting my own therapy during this time. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I think even us helpers are very much affected by this pandemic. And to put on a face that it's okay is challenging, especially for the young ones, because it really doesn't feel completely okay right now. Kate, I thank you for those comments. Appreciate your call. And let me go straight to another caller. Let's bring Trish on from San Francisco. Trish, welcome. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, you know, I would echo, actually, uh, uh, several things that your, your last um, caller said, although I'm in a completely different field. I'm a restaurant owner. Um, I started out the pandemic with 18 employees and currently have none again, laid, laid the, the ones that came back off for a second time last week. And, um, you know, as somebody who is responsible for other people, and I'm, I know there's so many people in my position that in and of itself has a, an intense toll on our mental health. Um, you know, my own mental health is, is a concern of mine. I, I, I think about it all the time, but I worry so much about them and their, their physical well-being, their mental well-being, um, and then that in turn has an effect on me. So it's, it's a pretty intense situation, and um, I feel like there's mental health, um, um, there's help out there, but for some of us, it's a, it's a lot easier. I mean, I have insurance, and I reached out, and I have a therapist, and, and that helps me through. Um, I feel like a lot of people have no idea where to turn. They don't have insurance, and, and they, they can't even think clearly enough to try to reach out for the the resources that are out there that, you know, might not cost anything. And, you know, that's just such a worry for me. Their physical well-being, them not having food, maybe getting evicted from their apartments and you know, there's feels like there's no help on the Trish, you've on expressed horizon. so many of these anxieties quite well, and and I'm grateful yeah. for your call. Thank you. I hope you, the best for you. I'm I'm just wondering, uh, before we go to another segment of this hour, if maybe I could go to you on this, uh, Anya Wurtz. Uh, the um, there's a disproportionate effect of COVID, obviously, on communities of color and underserved communities. And I'm wondering uh, if you've been able to reach out to those communities or to get them involved in this project. To, to what degree? Yes, um, <clears throat> you're completely right. And in fact, 55% um, of the Latino workforce uh, in California and 48% of the American, African-American workforce uh, in our state <clears throat> is, are considered frontline workers. And so that means a higher risk of exposure, higher rates of psychological distress. Um, so what we have been focusing on, uh, first of all, recruiting Spanish-speaking therapists so that we have people that, that can speak to you in your native language. Um, we've also been focusing on helping the helpers. Uh, we've been focusing on workers in, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, domestic violence prevention uh, and in community clinics. So these are people that both serve communities of color and um, often are people of color. So that's been our strategy for reaching out to those workers. And as we continue and continue to get funding and continue to grow, we, we will be able to have uh, um, 
even more community engagement. Well, kudos to both of you for the work that you've been doing here. It used to be called God's work and uh, very grateful to you and hope that you can continue this. And really, I, I know you're providing help for a lot of people in a very vital way that they need. And uh, could we say something to end here about how people can get in touch with you and other kinds of resources available? Can I go to you, Dr. Rawson? Yes, and I just, before we also end, I want to say thank you so much for having us on. Um, this is a component of how we uh, get in touch with the community. Uh, and it's really important for us to have as many workers as possible, including your callers and, and listeners know about our, our resource. Um, those who are interested can go to our website, www.fwcp.org. Workers who are interested in connecting with therapy, all you need to do is go to the website, um, go to the Get Therapy page. You'll see a list of the therapists who have availability, and um, you can look through the list, use our filters um, on the website if you'd like to find a therapist she might feel is the best fit. And then uh, either you may be able to reserve an appointment through the website or the therapist may prefer for you to contact them directly. And we and our therapists really focus on being as responsive as possible and as flexible as possible to meet your needs. Well, again, I thank you both. And I'm going to read a final comment here before we conclude from a listener named Tibby who writes, could it be that poor mental and physical health outcomes are a result of the inequities of capitalism and that we shouldn't be obligated to take on unsafe responsibilities to keep the professional class safe and to be identifies as an essential worker. Again, thank you both, Dr. Elizabeth Rawson and Dr. Anya Wirtz. And, uh... Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.